Sam, what links coffee, ex-girlfriends, failed professional footballers, crushes on your dad and lobsters? Uh, am I in a monologue? <laughs> crushes on your dad are in your inner monologue. Interesting Whoa. insight into the, uh, <laughs> the Hernie consciousness. You're in a monologue and today's guest. We have the wonderful Bella May today. She is a badass pop queen. I mean, we could end it there. That is a very good way to describe. Very yeah. self-aware, great at making banging tunes. Check her out on socials and you'll be laughing. You'll be wanting to hug her and you'll be wanting to go and see her at many a cool show very soon and eat some lobster. Badass pop queen who loves lobsters and maybe dads. Bella, we like to get straight to the value for our musicians, for our listeners. Um, and I think you're in a really exciting position because you've had so much cool shit happen just over the past year of this current era of your musical life. We always start by asking what are th your three top tips on something, but specifically with you because you've had so much happen over the past year. I think I want to keep it broad and just ask you the question, what are the three things you wish you kind of knew before all this crazy shit was happening like a year, year and a half ago? So I am kind of known as like sort of breaking and starting on TikTok, which I, you know, love TikTok for, for promoting music. But I think because people know me is that they think I started a long time ago or specifically like in lockdown. I kind of only still just like coming out of that properly, I'd say, like in, in the industry. And if I could go back to myself in lockdown or even just like as early as I could think of, I would start social media. Like I feel like my one like huge tip to myself or like to anyone that I'm speaking to trying to get into the industry is always like to become friends with social media like don't even treat it as a, like this huge task that's like you've got to start doing like if you just start enjoying it and start putting your like your stuff on there it just like the, this whole thing becomes so much easier because I was definitely that type of artist that was like all artists really want to do is make art like at your core that's all you really want to do and then this idea of social media is like like this huge stress. And so I have taught myself so well now to be able to like dedicate X amount of time to making the best piece of art as an artist I can. But then once you have that product, it's almost like a business. You have to then flick your mind into like the business side of things and then be like, how can I get as many people to now hear this piece of art that I've made? So yeah, definitely like I would have started social media so much more because I'm like known as like that TikTok, like <laughs> always making content girl, which I am now. But I wish I started that. Like I just think how much further along we could be even now, you know, if I'd have started earlier. Songwriting, I'm like known as being quite like a, that like relatable, like say what people don't even know that they're thinking, songwriter. And I would yep. like give myself advice to be relatable. The best way you can be relatable is just to be honest. Like, so honest like because we are actually all so alike like as humans like we feel mm -hmm. such similar emotions like especially within your like you know type of like person like me and all, all the girls that I've like that I have in my like hottest girlfriends club which are like my fans that's what we call ourselves <laughs> like those girls like my top top message and comment is have we dated the same guy like that's always what people ask me <laughs> because I will say things like in Boyfriend of the Year, my first song, I put in a, in a in the line in the second verse, it says, the first time that you had her over, did you cook her up a carbonara? Right? Like when would you ever hear the word carbonara in a pop song? You just wouldn't. <laughs> but I just stopped trying to be like this huge pop writer. And I was just, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to say how it is. Like, I feel like he cooked me carbonara. So he's probably going to have cooked her carbonara. <laughs> 
honestly, the amount of people that messed me up about being like, he cooked me like carbonara. Like, and then like, blah, blah, blah. Like it's always bolognese or carbonara. And like, it was hilarious. Like it was my party trick for the whole of that like, season of when Boyfriend of the Year was coming out. I'd be like in a bar and I would have a couple of drinks and I'd go up to a guy and be like, can I just ask you a question? Like, if you were going to cook a girl a meal, what would it be? And like, honestly, I've got them all like, recorded on my phone and it was always carbonara. And like, that was just because I was being honest. I ended up being so relatable. So I would say like, yeah, just, just to be that songwriter that's like relatable. All it is is honesty. Not every time, but like a lot of times. And then I just think like reinforcing as thirdly, like that no one can want it more than you. Like I am, I have an amazing team around me, but I'm like the epicenter of drive within our like Bellamy team, you know, and that has to be the way, like I'm like the puppy. I'm so in love with what I do. (laughs) But I also like would just encourage you to keep reminding yourself that like at the end of each day, like, I am so lucky to be able to do what I do every single day and like be working in something I love. So if that helps mm. you to have like motivation, be like, I have this possibility to actually do something I love to do in my day-to-day life. And that like, you could be working in a job that you really don't like. Um, <laughs> so yeah, just be and get in like, get obsessed with it, get in, like be in love with it and like be that like ball of energy in the epicenter of like what everything that you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Bella, have you got any precise tips for that? social medialy skeptical musician on how they can make social media their friends you know for example really consciously curating who you're following so when you open that particular app you see things that make you laugh that make you smile that inspire you how 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 do you make social media a friend if you're not one of those people who that's a natural thing for i think one of the easiest things to do is as a musician you're going to have loads of songs that you've written And you probably might, if you're independent, like I was at the time when my first song blew up, I was still independent. I um, teased it and I had like the official audio form. So I would use like an editing software like Splice and I would make the video and attach the audio and then upload it. Then on TikTok, you label the sound. So mine was Bellamy Boyfriend of the Year and I was unsigned at the time. And then you just, it's so easy to then make content. You just click on that sound and wherever you are, like just literally just do like funny little videos or like wherever you are, just like mime into the song, get your friends to do it, like to get that audio out there. And then just not to care like about what people think. Like you've only got to go on TikTok to realize everyone is posting stupid content. Like no one actually cares. Like if you're worried about like what your friends are going to think or whatever, like no one cares. Like we live in such a social media driven world. Like everyone just cares about themselves in terms of like embarrassing themselves. No one's actually judging. To go viral on TikTok, you have to post the TikTok, you know, in the first place. (laughs) You're never going to go viral if you don't post the TikTok. So like just make the video, post it. And I'm not going to lie, your first few videos, like if this is a brand new person trying to get into social media, they're not going to go viral. They're not. I'm like... Even in a position right now where my dad like views are really down just because TikTok loves to change its algorithm, for example. But one in every like 10, for example, will pick up some traction. So just like you've like I just said, to go viral on TikTok, you've got to post on TikTok or like or Instagram or whatever it is. Because you have had quite a few videos, whether it's the ones that have gone crazy or the ones that have had, you know, a reasonable amount of successes, especially specifically on TikTok. Have you noticed any kind of pattern between them in terms of like, it was always the ones you weren't expecting. So the ones that didn't have too much thought go into 
them? Was it always the ones doing a specific type of thing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a classic. Like with the ones that you put loads of effort into and you're like, this is going to go viral. <laughs> Literally like a thousand views. Yeah. Um, I would say like <laughs> the ones at the start that would always do well were like in the car. Like w- there's just this theme within musicians that we will showcase a song in a car mm. <laughs> like, I don't really know yeah. why we do it but we just do um and it just that 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 content seems to work really well so like whenever me and my friends are driving in the car like we'll just make a TikTok to my song so I would like I'd say that's like such an easy one to do for musicians to get involved in yeah or just like mm. outdoors like TikTok and and Instagram like they like reels like they love outdoor content like when you're just out doing something and then just randomly singing the song. Because you make so much stuff, both music and then content. Obviously, they complement each other mm. a lot, but they are kind of two different things. Is there anything that you found particularly inspiring for ideas? Because that's one of the things I think we get a lot of like, artists are willing to put the effort in. They just have no idea where to start. So do you have any, whether it's <laughs> things you do or people you look to, to get ideas and inspiration for content and or music? Ah, okay. So like where I get inspiration from songs for like actually making the songs and where I get the inspiration content is is very different what I would say with content is unfortunately you do kind of have to be like in it to win it like you have to be on the app to know what's going viral on the app so which is which is like a tough thing to advise people on because I'm literally saying like my advice is sit and scroll through social media <laughs> that's not like the most amazing advice right but our phones are so scary the way that they track everything that we do so if you just start consuming that kind of content on TikTok like you will just get flooded with that kind of stuff so I would just mm-hmm. like I would type in singer songwriter or something like that into the search bar see what comes up and then uh, that's how I find so many new artists I love finding new artists on TikTok like that I think it's really mm-hmm. cool um and then there's definitely like accounts that I follow like and, and even people I work closely around like the people would would think that we're almost like competing against each other because we're in such a similar like realm whereas I don't really, like, I don't see it like that you know like I just think yeah. there's there's room for it. like everyone and I've got my thing and they've got theirs but you bounce off ideas just by seeing other people's TikToks. Like I saw a TikTok earlier when I was on the app and it was like this random person going uh, going up to someone on the street going, can you give me like three or four random words, please? And it was obviously set up because then the song was like perfectly curated for those words. But yeah. I was like, I'm going to make someone do that. Like, you know, I'm going to make yeah. like for my song that's coming out next week, I'm going to do that, like, set that up or Vox Pops, I think are really cool. Like I love watching those on TikTok, forget to get content ideas. Like I'm going to do those probably. I'm going, I'm performing at Great Escape, not next week, the week after. So I'm going to do some Vox Pops for Dated Ads. So probably like go up to people and be, be oh, like, sweet. have you ever found a boyfriend's like dad attractive? <laughs> see what they say because i just think the general public come out with the funniest things have you have you sam well <laughs> i'm literally dribbling in excitement it's at time. how many dads i fancied over the open up sam about which of your friends dads have you fancied <laughs> over the years well yeah, i mean there some hands right <laughs> yeah cool, this sam, is it's the helping... it's a safe space it's just me and bella it's the uh helping dill helping podcast. sam with his dad issues <laughs> I want to talk about the hot ex-girlfriends club. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, fucking obvious statement alert, building a fan base is crucial, if not actually the most important thing 
if you're dreaming of being a musician, maybe you can make loads of ethereal music that gets synced to out there uh, Netflix documentaries and actually make a living from music without any fans. But apart from that, fans are crucial. And you seem to have done a really good job of sort of evolving your fans from like when they get to that level where they're almost like supporters of a football club. Um, yeah. Even down to encouraging them to bring their their ex-boyfriend's boxer shorts to your gigs to all burn together <laughs> in some kind of cathartic therapy. It's like half fan base building half therapy. So yeah, talk to us a little bit about what, what you've done there. Um, do you know what? It was it was an accident. And the reason like I hold my hands <laughs> like it wasn't so, like it wasn't this crazy like marketing mass to plan at all and I feel like that's the reason why it is so successful because I do <laughs> like that's the reason I was so successful I didn't mean that I just meant you know making those those cool fans because like they are they're, they're genuine um I feel like you can tell straight away when someone's trying to sell something to you or whatever it is you can tell that whereas when I first teased my first song um boyfriend of the year on TikTok like like I was talking about a minute ago I had this that was the first song I'd ever put online, like original song, Teased. And I had this like influx of messages daily being like, this was my exact situation. Like, I can't believe how much, you, like you wouldn't believe how much this has helped me and, and that sort of thing. And I just almost had this like bond to these girls, you know, like we'd been through this exact same situation. It's very unique. Um, and to know that my situation of like heartbreak had massively helped somebody else was just like the the wildest thing to get your head around and so I just felt like I was really close friends with them and then I just began texting back being like oh welcome to the hottest girlfriends club because <laughs> my theme of music was like a, a situation that wasn't very nice like boyfriend of the year was about my ex-boyfriend moving on in a couple of weeks to a new girl and treating her amazingly well um and so it wasn't like the nicest topic of conversation but I put it over this style of music that was still really uplifting like boyfriend of the year is a really fun song um and so that almost just set the theme and precedent like for going forward into my the start of my career then I was like welcome to Heart the hottest girlfriends club like I don't want to I was not going to swear but like screw him you know <laughs> like we don't need him it's fine and then as we went on with that I have like a group chat on Instagram, the Hottest Girlfriends Club, where I like add all of them in and they are all really great friends. Like it's amazing. And to actually have that influence like on loads of like young girls is incredible because supporting women is a huge like incentive of mine within the industry, especially because like you kind of have this choice as a young female artist as to whether you are kind of sexualized or you are like that girl's like best friend um and there's there's no right or wrong way to do it like if you want to be that really sexy like performer that's amazing and it just but it wasn't it wasn't on brand for me and my music style that's how like the hottest girlfriends club was started and now it's just like this amazing team of girls that are all really great friends but it was an accident which i think is why it's worked so well because it's organic there's a bit of a theme going through your answers of kind of honesty and that sounds a bit cheesy but like <laughs> authenticity also sounds honestly like just being yourself and if you yeah. share your experiences you'll find lots of other people have had that experience and therefore they'll feel connected to you yeah I actually think it's harder to be honest in sort of the world that we're living in than it is to lie for example or cover up how you actually feel <laughs> like it's actually harder work to be honest with how you feel and so I've feel like a bit of responsibility but also more so like it's very rewarding for me to have this um, ability to like articulate my emotions into songs 
that then go out and then really resonate with people with how they're feeling. And I, and I think it's nice to just, I don't know, have a bit of like, have a bit of power to be able to just say how we like, how I actually feel. Um, but yeah, no, definitely like an honest and also very female orientated, like drama King was my second single. Um, that came about because I always just felt like meh, like the stereotype is that women are very like the psycho and crazy ones in a relationship. But I firstly, like from my personal point of view, I just had the experience of very dramatic men. Like they're always like sweating the small stuff and it was always <laughs> like, oh. And I love to have like fun titles. And so obviously the saying is drama queen. And I was like, drama king. <laughs> and then I took it into the studio. They were like, that's really cool. Let's write it. And then I just loved that. I just called out loads of men and it's been, again, very relatable. I just said it exactly as it was. <laughs> <laughs> Something that comes to mind, Bella. So quick context for the listener. Part of the way that me and you know each other is me with my BBC Introducing hat on. Um, you did a feature for us on BBC Introducing. It went crazy. Everyone loved it. I had lots of many nice things said about it. Um, and separate point to that, you mentioned your team earlier on and the fact you've got this wonderful team around you. The question I kind of want to ask is like, you've said you have a good team around you and then be just general music industry people saying nice things about you and all sharing the sentiment of you, not just being a good person, but smashing life. It feels like that energy is there is from the, I don't like using, you know, corporate words like networking and stuff like that, but like, it feels like you're just really good with people. Yeah. Is there anything that you found made you better at? Being good in those rooms, being good in those meetings, being good on, you know, you started a lot like in those Zooms, like anything that helped you be more confident or feel more you on in those kind of meetings? I mean, I like, I just can't stress like the importance on being nice enough, like in any, not even just in the music industry, just in life. We always joke mm. because I just have this like face that says like, come and ask me for like directions and like everything. Like I get stopped daily <laughs> on the tube. <laughs> People coming up to me like, do you know, Aww. like how do I get here? And it's like, I've got like this thing above my head that says just come and ask me for help. And I can't <laughs> say no, I will literally like, Oh, and if it's an old person, I will walk them to the platform. It'll be the, in the complete opposite direction than where I'm going. But like, yeah, I'm take you there. <laughs> that was a complete yeah. digression. But Aww. being nice no, is so cute. important. And honestly, like anybody that I have met top tier in the music industry has been nice. Anybody that's really made it, you know, and really good at their job, it's nice because like I'm, I'm playing a people's game here. You know, I'm a musician, like my, as a, and a songwriter, like at heart, which is what I am, like you, every songwriter has this kind of like real desire to connect with people and to resonate with people, whether they admit it or they don't. Like I write for me, but there is obviously a huge part of me deep down that's like, I want, I want this to then go out and resonate with people. It's just this thing that we have. And so I'm so aware that by be, that's my life I'm playing a people's game like my whole world revolves around other people so I actually luckily love people I love interacting I love having conversations with people it sparks so much like so many ideas for me as a songwriter and then in terms of confidence confidence is a whole other situation it's it's a real like work in progress like all the time um mm. and I just think you can't go too far wrong if you are believing in yourself and confidence is it, that is everything to do with confidence. Like 
all you have to do is convince yourself and you are like more than halfway there. Like whether you are or you aren't. Like I have to walk into sessions in studios every single day with people I've never met before. And that's quite a daunting process. Like I used to have the song half written minimum every single time I went into a session because I was so worried that when I got in there, nothing would come to me. So I would go in and be like, what about this line? And then like I that had been pre-written. Like, no, like, I'd be like, maybe this, maybe that. And, like, the whole thing was proven. And so like, it takes a while to get confident with that sort of stuff. And it's just literally now I walk into a room and I'm like, I'm a really good songwriter. <laughs> and honestly, I write way better songs now that I've convinced myself of that. <laughs> like, it's not to be, like, like egotistical. It's just, like, probably believing in yourself, backing yourself, like, like being delusionally, like, obsessed and confident with with the the thing at hand and yeah just walk into a room and like be like hi <laughs> I'm Bella nice <laughs> to meet you <laughs> yeah you've echoed the point that quite a lot of our previous guests have said of like we actually put something out about uh a guy that was a part of Madonna story just a few days ago and how you were saying even like pre way before her being famous like she was like I'm going to be the biggest artist in the world and that was a big part of you know getting her to to be there and that sentiment I think is shared, yeah, not just amongst the greats, but even just the people that got to the making a living level and having a good time whilst yeah. doing it. So, Bella, I saw you reading Rule 12 Rules for Life. What was your favourite one? <laughs> I'm actually still working through the book, but I love the bit about the lobsters. I thought that was so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, honestly, fun fact about me, I could be a marine biologist. I know so many random animal facts, especially sea creatures. <laughs> So the lobsters, I was like, this is interesting. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Bella May, big on coffee, dads and lobsters, not so much an ex-professional Full-time songwriter, uh, part-time marine biologist and dad data. Bella, you started making music about 10, like you're over a decade into your journey. I think something that's quite interesting about you is you've relatively recently gone from independent to major label. I wondered yeah. whether you had any tips for artists who are currently flirting with a major label about what they should think about, look at when they're thinking about making that big, that big leap? <sighs> so interesting. Okay. Everything is on team. Ev- like all the major labels do a very similar job and you are giving away so much of your like ownership of songs and, uh, and respond, like you're giving away a lot when you sign with a major. So you have to sign with the right team, not just because you like, you cannot just sign the first deal that gets, you know, that you get given. First things first, you have to have a lawyer, like an amazing lawyer to negotiate the hell out of a contract. (laughs) I think I took four months negotiating my contract. There was no part of me that was just going to be like, I'm signing because I've been offered a record deal. Like it's not like the be all and end all. Like there are, there's so many of my friends as well around me are independent and doing incredibly well. Uh, It's not like the best case scenario for everyone. It doesn't mean as well that you should chase getting a, a contract to feel like you've made it. Like, it, it's just a different way of of working. But if you are in a position where you are wanting to get a contract and you're like flirting with that idea, like please just like make sure that you are you're working with the right team. So I when I'm signed with EMI and they are absolutely amazing. But my team specifically, my A and R and my my marketing campaign manager, he's they're just incredible and we are like a family. We talk all day every day. Um, so yeah, definitely make sure that you take the time with that. And also I just think making sure you know who you are before you sign with a major or try and get into that. 
really like take the time to figure out who you are as an artist. Otherwise you are going to be pushed into something that probably isn't you. And then that's when mistakes happen that are permanent. Great answer. Bella, we end every show by asking every guest the same question because we're all new music fans. As we record this on the 28th of April, 2023, what's one piece of new music that you are personally loving right now? I will not stop listening to the Morgan Wallen album, the new album in face. I love honestly like every single song on the album yeah like there's not many albums that I can listen straight through back to back cover to cover of an album like not many albums honestly a lawless album go and listen to one thing at a time I probably listened to that song five times a day and last night those are my two (laughs) favorite songs off the album fantastic and anyone who knows me or knows my music knows I was like kind of quite um, closely related with Nashville and they really taught me to write. And so my songwriting style is very country um, and in a pop format. So any country writing, I just think is fantastic. Uh, But even if I know a lot of UK people are quite funny about country music. So (laughs) go and listen to the album first or specifically those two songs before you judge it and then come back to me and see what you think. (laughs) Awesome. Bella, thank you for your time. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Mark. Good to see you. Thank you, Bella.